0: Thank you so much for joining us today. This podcast is a ministry of Mountain View Baptist Church in Thomaston, Georgia. For more information about our church or services, please visit our website at mvbaptist.org. We sincerely hope you enjoy the message. Folks, it doesn't have to be complicated. It, you know, he sings a song, Tell Me One More Time About Jesus. That could be me sitting there. It doesn't have to be the unbeliever. It could be me sitting there. And I could be asking the Lord. I could be asking the Lord to say, you know, Lord, just, just have somebody preach the word. Just, just have somebody. I like to sit down and listen to sermons. My, my kids, they, get, they go crazy. They say, Ryan. they say, Ryan. They don't say Ryan. They say, Dad. But anyway, they say, you're downstairs working out, Dad, but you're, you're, you're listening to sermons. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't, need to, I don't need to cranked up music or anything like that. Just give me some good gospel preaching. Just give me some good gospel preaching. But it doesn't have to be difficult, folks. It's all about Jesus. If we lift him up, he will draw all men unto him. Amen? Amen. Folks, in, in this room, I, I see, uh, I, I know of five or six widows that in the past year have, have lost their husbands, and, and then I see a widower or two in here who've lost their wives, and and I, I look around, and I see, I see an awful lot of pain. But you know what, guys? Here's the thing. I see some joy, too. Hey, we're a family. You know what? To see everybody and to see faces and to, and to, and to shake hands again and, and fist bump and all that good stuff and, and feel like, man, we could have us a, a dinner on the grounds, amen? We might as well eat. We're Baptist. amen? It's just good to see. It's good to have family and good to have people we, we love around us, amen? I just, I just love that. Folks, I, I love a good story. I was telling Sunday school last week, I, I love a good story. Amy and I were sitting together at supper one night, and she asked me, well, we kind of got into the subject of when bad things happen, when bad things happen to us in our life, and, or, or you get a bad decision, or somebody says no, or voting goes the wrong way, or whatever happens to be, I, I said, babe, here's the thing about a good story. I love the Rocky movies. I, I do. I know they, they're not intellectual movies. They're not. I mean, it's just beating each other's brains out. The good guy wins in the end. I get all that. But I love Rocky movies because in the middle of these movies, there's a hard time for the main character. There's a time where they've got to get through some hard times. And if you know anything, you know in your life, no matter what, you've had to go through some hard times. And I told i told her then, I said, babe, I said, the re- these bad things have to happen. And these tough times and no votes and they voted for for this person or that person. I said, they have to happen to have a good story. you got to have these things happen to you. They don't bother me. I don't let it bother me long because I just want that, that, that good story. I'm going to tell you something. I do get tired of a certain kind of story, like the Hallmark movie. <laughs> Now, now listen, listen. We started talking about this in Sunday school too. Let me take you through in about a minute and a half of the Hallmark movie, okay? Here's this, here's this gal or guy who lives in New York, all right? He lives in New York and he's a big city slicker and he's coming home to the country to sell the ranch because the ranch needs to be sold. He's on his way home or she's on her way home. She's a doctor, he's a lawyer, what happens to be? He's on his way home and has a wreck. Can you believe that? Runs into a ditch. He runs into the ditch and he needs repairs. And who could be the mechanic in town, but Santa Claus, amen? All right. So Santa Claus, Santa Claus gets to him and Santa Claus says this, he says, listen, you're going to have to come back into town, young man, you need to come on back in here. And lo and behold, there's this lady back in town and she makes a living, she's in a 5,000 square foot house and she makes a living selling cupcakes, amen? All right. So she's, she's selling cupcakes, she's got the big house and all, and she's been long, listen, she's been divorced, or she's lost her husband, or her husband's died, or along the way she's got three children who don't have anything to do with themselves. They, all of a sudden, this new guy comes in, he, he just sweeps them off their feet, or a new gal comes in, sweeps them off their feet. Well, look here, the man and the woman, they're out, they're either ice skating, they're snowball fighting, or something like that, and suddenly, suddenly they're out there, hey, and they got to fall down. And they fall down, and lo and behold, they're holding each other, and they look each other in the eyes. And instead of having a bloody lip from falling, they go to kissing. And and and, and they fall, look, look, here's here's the thing. They go to kissing, and then they think, man, this ain't right. That last time I saw you, we were 17, and we were supposed to get married. Now we're not gonna get married. And so so now now listen, listen. They go on through this, and they have their bad times, their arguments, all this. Toward the end, they're really really getting close. Santa Claus is telling them they need to get married. And so, okay, she's about to leave. She says, oh, I got to go back to, uh, to COVID New York. I got to go back to New York. I, I got to go back. He says, you don't have to go back. Oh, I got to go back. She gets, she's just about on the plane. He comes running with 2,000 balloons, trips, grabs her, kisses, and the whole thing is over, praise God. All you have to do is switch the elements, and it's the same story over and over again. But I love a, I love a good story. I do, folks, but I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. If there ever was a good story, it was the story of what Jesus did for us. Amen? And I'm going to tell you something, folks. I, the Rocky movies and all those movies out there, I'm going to tell you a, a good story and knowing and knowing what he's done for us and, and all the things that he's, all the things that have happened, the tough times this nation's going through. I can, I can see this, and I say, you know what? It's going to be a part of the story because Jesus is going to bring, bring revival. I, I listen, I heard it this morning there was a church nearby and in one of the bigger churches in town that baptizing people, people still getting saved. I want, listen, I want to see people get saved. I want to see revival come. I do. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to change this old awful nation. Don't think I don't sit around watching some of this stuff. I've told you all before, if, if stupidity ever goes to $60 a barrel, I want drilling rights to Biden's head. Amen? That's exactly right. That's exactly right, but I'm going to tell you something, Greg, there's a way, there's a way, and it's through Jesus Christ. It ain't going to be through legislation, it ain't going to be through a convention of states, it ain't going to be through those people up there who are trying to do all that, it, James, it's going to be through Jesus, amen? It is, it's going to be through Jesus. If you would, please stand for the reading of God's word. I know what you did, I know what you did, I know what you did. You saw there were nine points, you said, Ryan will never get through before tomorrow. That's not true, I'm going to... I'm going to get through by midnight, I promise. Let's do this. Isaiah chapter 53. Ooh, what some verses. What some incredible verses. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form, no comeliness. And we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief All we like sheep are gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgression of my people was stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he hath done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased, listen to this, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. You may be seated. Here was Isaiah. Scholars for years and years and years tried to say that Isaiah, tried to say that Isaiah was written after the gospels. They said there's no way you could read those verses and not know that they had to write them after the gospels. They say it was before, they say it was prophecy, had to happen after the gospels. There's too many details in that verse about the real Jesus. There's too many details for it to have been. But then there was a shepherd one day. There was a shepherd one day, and he was tending his sheep, and some got away and he went. And he started climbing through some caves as such. And he saw this cave. He could barely get in. Rather than climbing into it, he threw a rock into the cave. Instead of hearing a thud at the bottom of the cave, he hears a crash. A, a crash. Or something had broken in there. So they climb on there. He and his cousin and a friend, they climb in there. And they find what we know as the Dead Sea Scrolls. Scrolls of the Isaiah. And, and they begin to date these scrolls of Isaiah. And they realize that actually... The old, they, had a, they had one version that was 1,000 years before Jesus was born. They were able to find this scroll of Isaiah that was 1,000 years before he was born. And we read these verses and we say to ourselves, my goodness, what, what in, they, they, they knew God put in prophecy the exact thing about Jesus. Now listen to what Isaiah said. He said he wasn't anything to look at. He was a thin old fella, he, he, he was a thin old fella, he wasn't anything to look at, he wasn't that good looking guy we keep putting in all the films and such, he was just a regular old guy. And look, here the story gets good, folks. Here, the people's, the first thing we see is the people's humbling. There were no billboards saying, hey, Jesus is born. He came like, it was, what's the song say? He came like a soft snow. He can. nobody knew about it, there were no billboards and lights, it was funny, Keith texts me this morning, he didn't know I was gonna share this. He texted me this morning, he said, Ryan, I, I dreamed I won the lottery. He said, and 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 they had they were celebrating in Thomaston and they had my name and lights everywhere and it was flashing and He said, I hadn't even ever bought a ticket. He said, but my dream I'd won the lottery. I said, I hope in your dream you bought me a truck, amen. <laughs> I hope you did. I hope you I'm driving around in a truck somewhere in his head up there, I guarantee you. But there were no billboards, there were no lights. Let me tell you something about Jesus, and let me tell you something about leading like Jesus. Somebody said, well, I want to be a good leader. Here's how to lead like Jesus. Jesus would walk, you talk about being humble. Jesus would walk amongst the men and not above the men. Jesus would walk amongst them. He didn't try to be. He didn't try to be somebody. Listen, he was God. He had come. You talk about humble. He had everything at his as his disposal. Angels and everything could come in with with whatever he wanted. But here he was. He said, "I am here amongst the people. I am here in a little town called Nazareth, at where he grew up. Born in Bethlehem, another small place, and then Nazareth, this little town that nobody liked. He was born there, grew up there. He was. He was like, listen, I'm going to walk amongst the people. I'm going to make sure they know." I'm going to make sure they know that I'm, I'm walking with them in humanity. You say, oh, I've been through all of this. There's nothing you've been through that he hasn't experienced the emotional pain of. The emotional pain of in the midst of that. See, on this side of earth, he didn't wear a crown until he was crucified. On this side of earth, he didn't get carried around until they carried him off the cross to put him in a tomb. This was a man, This was a man. he said, you want to lead like me, you've got to be humble in the midst of it. You've got to be humble. And I'm going to tell you something. I read this quote and I thought, my goodness, how good is this? The higher a man or woman gets in position, the further away they are from heaven. You say, no, 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 that's closer and closer. Oh, if I get this position or that position, I get closer to heaven. No, no, no. The more you, the more you can stay amongst the people and love the people at the level that, look, look here, I told a guy yesterday. I love this quote. I told a guy yesterday, I like to keep the groceries, I like to keep the groceries on the middle shelf. See, I'm not very smart. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not not an intellectual. I love to write, love to read, all this stuff, but I'm not an intellectual. I like to keep the groceries on the middle shelf so everybody can grab them. I, I, so I can grab them so everybody so everybody can understand. I, I ain't trying to get out there and talk about this and this. that's for Bible study. I'll gladly do that kind of stuff. but man, when I'm just trying to preach Jesus, man, I'm keeping it about right here. I, I'm talking to these and I'm talking to these. And I'm talking right here in the center. Folks, the higher we get in position sometimes, the further away we get from God. He says, "Oh, listen, I, but he, listen, the people's humbling, but what about, what about the, the people's calling? The people's calling. You've been called to follow Christ. See, I like it. But look, look, there's always this thing in Rocky where Rocky is being, Rocky's being. you know, listen, you can fight this one. You can beat this one. You need to do this one. And he came from poverty. Hey, look, I got these right here. I got these right here. I got these gloves. And I like to put them on. They're kind of like an MMA glove. Okay? Now, I might not be able to get them off. As long as I can turn a page, I'm going to keep one on them on. I'm going to keep one of them on. But here's the thing, Rocky would get, he'd go to training and his calling, his calling one day was to be champion and you're calling, you're calling to fight the enemy. Okay. You've been called to fight the enemy. You've been called to beat the enemy. And look, look, this is what he would have to do. He'd have to go through the pain. He'd have to go through the suffering. But let me tell you about a calling. When God calls you to serve him, it's going to be painful through the trip. It's going to be painful through the trip. The people's calling, the people. It's like he says, listen, I have chosen you. I have chosen you. So many people out there are not identifying themselves as a fighter. Oh, we got all kinds of people out there identifying themselves as something they're not. Let me tell you something. I identify myself as skinny. (laughs) And don't you tell me an adjective different. I'm going to sue you. But why why don't Christians identify themselves as fighters? You Say, "Oh, I don't want the trouble. I don't want the trial. The trouble and trial's coming anyway. Why don't you fight in the midst of it? Why don't you say I'll stand firm? Why don't you say I'll fight in the midst of it? The people's calling in the middle of this. Hey, look here When I, when I was little. I, I was a little boy. There was this advertisement. Raise your hand if you remember this. These guys aren't going to remember this because it was old even when I was a young boy. I was 11 or 12 years old and got my first set of cement weights, you know, a little plastic cement inside of it and all got my, and, and, and there was an advertisement. Atlas. It was. It was about Atlas and his weightlifting program and all that kind of good stuff. Look. Look. Here's. Here's the thing. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Hey, let me show you what they used to advertise. Look. look don't take it down yet. Don't take it down yet. I don't care if anybody you see. Uh, hey, y'all just watch this. All right. So here's the thing. This little skinny fellow sitting there on the beach. All of a sudden, this guy, big guy, comes up, kicks sand in his eyes. Oh, he's so sad. And the girl he's with saying, No, don't be sad, blah, blah, blah. Hey, and look, then he gets big enough, and this is how advertisements used to go. He gets big enough to go punch the guy in the mouth. That's what it shows. That's what it shows. He says, Listen, if you'll just follow my program, if you'll follow Atlas's program, you'll get to be strong and you'll be able to make it through this. Let me tell you something, folks. Let me tell you something. You guys can remember. Let me tell you something. You're calling. If we'll just follow that book, if we'll just follow the Bible, if we'll just read in that word, if we'll read what God's called us to do, we'll know what he's called in the midst of this. We'll say, God, you've called me to fight. You call me. Listen, Jesus, nobody would suspect this would be the greatest fighter in all of history. He was skinny. He was not, he was not a looker. Everybody, it said people turned their face from him. They didn't even like to look at him. It might have been, and though I don't want to be irreverent, it might have been if nobody wanted to look at him, that he not only was he not a looker, but he wasn't even good looking in any fashion. He comes as a regular guy to the town. He's coming through Nazareth and he picks all these people. But let me tell you about this, folks. Let me tell you. There's also the people's profession. God could have come as a king. I look around here. I was in Burger King the other day. I was getting something to eat. Lady behind the counter, she was managing the place. She said, I'm so sorry it's taking a long time. We can't get anybody to come in to work. I hear from Ernie Say the tasty shop's having trouble. We need people that'll work. Sonic, big chick. Big chick shutting down. We don't have anybody to work. We don't have anybody to work. We don't have anybody to work. Well, here's your example. Jesus was a carpenter. And I'm going to tell you, Joseph didn't raise a sissy. I can promise you that. Could you imagine the mayhem that would come if we ever found something that we knew beyond a shadow of doubt was built by Jesus? Oh, this chair, we know for a fact, was built by Jesus. It'd be crazy and chaos. It'd be all over eBay. It'd be, it'd be, uh, it'd be auctioned for millions and millions of dollars or the Vatican would come steal it and put it up there. I mean, it would, they would have this stuff. But listen to me, listen to me. In the midst of this, the the, the, the people's profession, there's carpentry and farming, blue-collar work, electrical, skilled masonry, farmer, uh, potters, mechanics mechanical, all all this, uh, carrying laws, gas station, all these different things. Here's here's what what Jesus said. He said, I'm not going to walk as a king. I'm going to go in there to that middle aisle. I'm going to go in there to that middle shelf. He said, I'm going to walk amongst the people. I'm gonna walk amongst the, see the people who need me most. Now, yeah, that doesn't mean the rich can't be saved. It doesn't mean the poorest, the poor can't be saved. Of course they can be saved. Of course. But God said, I'm gonna walk amongst those people who are workers. I'm gonna walk amongst the ones that the government hates, that they can't stand. That's what he, he didn't come to overthrow the government. He wanted to walk with the people the government hated. He says, I want to be there with you. I want to I help you through this. Whatever I got to do to help you through this, through all of it. And I, this, is the, this is the part that, that, I, that I really like. Just like in the Rocky movies, he didn't have anything. You know what I can remember, guys? I remember as a young man, I, I thought I was going to be, I wanted to be a professional wrestler. That's no joke. And me and my buddy, we'd practice. I'm going to get Sammy to practice with me in just a second. Sammy said, no, you ain't. Hey, look, 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 we practiced. And this is what, Ric Flair had a slap. He slapped you across your chest. Pow! And me and my buddy, we wanted to be professional wrestlers. So what we do is we, we'd, we'd take off our shirts, and then we start slapping each other on the chest, see who would give up first. Pow, 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 pow! I took up all of uh, everything I could sleep on, I took it out of there, and we put in... We put weights, we put all that kind of stuff in the room. I would sleep on this tile floor at the, in the projects. I would sleep on the tile floor. You know, it's just that. That, that 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 regular old clay kind of top, but it was on the, on the floor. I'd, I'd sleep on there. He'd sleep on there. We were just dreaming about being, being being professional wrestlers and all. And, and, and look, 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 it was it was just a dream. Like all these stories I read, and I'm thinking of Jesus. He said, "I'm gonna grow up in Nazareth, and nobody's gonna think I'm anybody. They're not gonna come and listen to me unless they've heard from over here. There are no billboards. There are no advertisements. There's no putting me out on radio. There's no doing any of this." He says, "I'm just gonna go through, and I'm gonna serve humbly, and I'm gonna see that this message gets out." Oh friend he had a calling on his life he was in men's profession he was out there he said listen I'm gonna bring this to him and look look, look, look." the problem the problem with it is it's just when you think you're gonna make ends meet in life they move the ends amen (laughs) he lived that kind of life day to day especially when he went into ministry he lived hey he, he was like listen we don't know from day to day somebody's gonna provide here or provide there and we all work hard. Listen, we're working hard in this world. I thank God for Mountain View and how hard we work. The worst way, hey, listen, the only bad thing about Friday is finding out it's Tuesday. Amen? That's, that's bad. But I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I have a God who had a people's profession. And old Rocky, he'd run around. He'd say, Listen, I got to train for this fight and I got to hold these logs. How many in this room? How many? I don't even understand it. He'd be in Russian and he'd have logs on his back. and He'd carry them through the snow and all. And he'd get you fired up. You just want to... Me and Noah Gulliver talk about this all the time. We'll, we'll send each other pictures of Rocky all the time. Like, keep going, keep going. But what about this, folks? What about the people's friends? Folks, I'm going to tell you something. I went down to, a, went down to a, a church in South Georgia. Y'all hear me now. Y'all hear me. Somebody said, you need to go to this church in South Georgia. I told them, I said, you know, guys, I, I love a I love, I love a choir. I love a big choir. I love choirs to sing. I love Southern Gospel. I love contemporary. I love all of that. Listen carefully. They said, well, you need to go down there and see how they're doing it. I said, okay, I'm going to do that. I walked in the door, and many of you know this story, but I walked in the door, and the, uh, one, of the, one of the pastors there sat me down. And he said, Ryan, he said, uh, he, he thought I was somebody else, I guess. He said, Ryan, this is the truth. I'm telling you in church. He said, Ryan, I'm going to teach you how to get rid of the choir. Oh, but I didn't let on like I knew what he, I I just went along. He said, I'm going to teach you how to get rid of the choir. This is how you get rid of the choir. And he started telling me about the different things you do to Eventually, get to the point. He said, Human beings will get where they're lazy and all, and they won't show up and they won't come to the choir and things. He said, And then you start planning this and planning this. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, No, no, no. I came to figure out how to keep it, how to, how to be strong and how to grow it. But I, I, I said, Okay, okay. I, I, I. But it was like the Lord was sitting me down there. He said, This is how you get rid of a choir, and this is how you do this and this. He started showing me around the church. He said, Ryan, let's go to the children's department. Let's go to the children's department. I said, let's go to the children's. Place. I was excited about that. We went into this room. He, he walked me in this room and we were standing together and he said this. He, he said, uh, Look at this stuff. Our our, our our moms and dads built all this in here. I said, it's great. It's awesome. He said, no, no, no. He said, it's terrible. He said, it's, it's terrible. Look at this. They, the, the shoddy workmanship. And all. No, let me tell you. Let me tell you something. It was beautiful. Let me tell you. They, they had painted it. They had built this stuff. Kids could climb in it and climb around it. Their children's church, they had all this stuff. He said, no, 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 no. You don't understand. We went and hired some guys that work with Veggie Tales, And they're going to come in here and they're going to put this up. And they, they're going to put this up and everything. We're Move all this out of the room. We're going to move the, all this out of the room, and I thought to myself, "My goodness!" I said, "These kids, these kids think this is Disney. World. You don't have to. Oh, we're going we're to bring in, we're going to bring in uh, Disney, and we're going to build this and this and this, and we're going to make sure these kids have the very best." Let me tell you something, folks. Excellence is not the very best; it's the very best you can do. Listen to me. Listen to me, little Fred. I go down our halls down there and I see pictures on our walls of what the kids have drawn and colored. He gave, he gave me this card. Fred did. Fred, Fred, uh, killing Chet's son, Fred. He says, I love you and I love dad. Thank you for all you do. Love Fred. And a cross. I stood there, honestly, I stood there, and I can remember when I was a little kid. You guys remember this? How many of you who grew up in church or were around church remember the felt characters? They had felt on the backside, and they'd stick them to those boards. You remember what I'm talking about? They'd stick them to those boards, and this was about Jesus. They'd stick them on there, and they'd do the best they could. Hey, and the guy or gal who could play the guitar, they weren't very good, and they they pluck away, and they Jesus loves me, this I know. See, Jesus, Jesus wanted this. Oh, I believe in excellence. Anybody that knows me, I, I, I believe in that. But don't, don't misunderstand what I mean. See, Jesus' friends, he, you, know, you know who he went to? He went to fishermen. Old stinky fisherman. He probably hadn't had a bath in three days, and he smell like fish. He said, guys, follow me. You're exactly the one I want. You're the one I want. You mean me, smelly me? Mary Magdalene, of all people, to follow him? Come on, folks. These are the people's friends. All oh, this he listen. He would go and he would find them. He, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus is this morning a small tax collector, and he's up in a tree, and he's a tiny guy. And he says, You just come down from there. I'm gonna eat with you today. Wait, well, you're God. You can eat with anybody, you can eat with the kings of the world. And he gets down and says, You wanna eat with me? He says, I want, the, I want the coloring pages. I want the VBS. Folks here, we're gonna have VBS coming up. And we're gonna paint cardboard and we're gonna build stuff. And we're gonna, we're gonna, those kids are gonna put together crafts like we used to. And they're gonna be popsicle sticks. And they're gonna be all of that. And you say, oh no, 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 no. We gotta bring in some group, we gotta, we gotta do this, and we gotta have this and this and spend all that. No, no, listen, let, let me tell you something. These kids are gonna have a blast and they're gonna remember it forever. Jesus was a friend of the average person. He came to find us and use us. He came to find us and use us and fight for us. We go through it together. We're a family. Oh my goodness, do you remember? Oh, all of the all of the pages, all the pages we have up in our church. They're coloring pages. They're still using crayons. Oh Ryan, get them iPads. No, use crayons. It's so much more fun. Building blocks. Do you remember these? I used to hit Pippin with them, Ray. <laughs> Thank God I got saved, amen. <laughs> Folks, he, he was a champion. He said, I'm coming to help you in the midst of all this. Friends, those that, those that were hurting, those that need him, here's the next thing. What about the, what about the people's walk? What about the people's walk? I see people in here, and I'm talking about Rusty, and I can, I can talk about all those that are in here that have lost loved ones here recently. That's why he came. Chris, that's why he came. He came, he came for those people. He came, he came to grab hold of them and say, I'll get you through this. I'll Listen, those people there who think they're fine, that's okay with me, and I hope they get saved. But I'm going to tell you, Jesus came into this world. He came in this world to walk like the regular person. He said, I want that pain. I want to experience because I want him to let them know that I've been through it and I can help them. Oh, there was a man wrecked off into a ditch. He saw people driving by, and they would slow down and look at him in the ditch. Some of them would even roll their window down, but just keep going just enough, just to make themselves feel better. They had their window down, and he never would look up. And there was somebody who was four or five cars back that kept watching him, and the man in the ditch never would look up. Finally, he looks up and sees this gentleman as he's passing by and says, Hey, sir, sir, can you help me? And he stops, and he helps the gentleman but then the old man that, fell out, that went off into the ditch asked this question, Eric. He said, why did you stop for me? He said, he said because I, I saw your pain. He said, but why did you choose to talk to me? Why did you choose to yell out to me to help you not the others? He said, you were the only one that would look me in my eyes. Real quick, I share this story a lot. I've shared it in here three or four times. I'm going to share it again. One time, God put me on my face spiritually. He said this. Terry, he said this. I was at a Chick-fil-A, Jerry. Terry. I said this. I said, I'm going to go in and get me something to eat. Went in there and get me, get me something to eat. I come out. This guy grabs me by the arm and says, sir, 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 can you help me? You know how it is. I said, I said uh, yeah, man, I, I can help you. What's the deal? I figured, oh man, here he is ripping me off again, and I wouldn't even look up. I was just, I was tired that day. I wouldn't even look up. I was just grabbing my wallet. He said, "Listen," he said, "cancer has cancer has eaten part of my face." He said, "And it, I've got a hole up in the top of my mouth. I got a hole up in the top of my mouth. I have to have a certain medication to put up in there that will harden so that I can eat, so it doesn't go up into into the, my airways." He said, and so I, I finally, God just reaches inside of me and says, "Ryan, look at him." Now, look up, and half of his face has been eaten, caved in. They've done surgeries as such. All he needs to do is get across the street, $20 worth of some tube of, of stuff to stick up in the top of his mouth. He said, You look at him. I said, Sir, uh, I'll help you all I can. I do not have hardly any money. I said, I'll help you all I can. And this is what he said to me He said, Nobody's ever called me, sir. You see, Jesus Jesus didn't come for the highfalutin. I mean, he, if they can get saved, that's fine. That, he, he came for everybody that wants to be saved. I get it, I get it. But he came right in the middle of Nazareth. He said, nobody wants to talk to these people. Nobody wants to walk with these people. Nobody wants to work with these people. Nobody wants to help these people. Nobody wants to get through this. Nobody wants to do it. He says, I want to walk with them. I want to walk with them. And I'm going to tell you something, guys. I'm going to tell you something. We got some members here. One of was Austin Adams, he runs marathons. Hey, look, I don't run unless a dog's chasing me. He runs marathons. But sometimes when you're running, sometimes when Rocky is trying to fight, sometimes when you're running, you hit three or four walls along the way, and you get so tired and beat up and beat down, you just can't go any further. And then you realize, i got to take one more step. Oh, how many of you have been through this with Jesus? Jesus is walking right by your side, and you get, I can't take another step. And that's when he picks you up, like the poem says, and he walks with you. You want to know where the, feet, why, the feet print, why the feet print went from two people to one? And you say, oh, my gosh, because he's been carrying me through the whole thing. You can't get through those walls. You're like, I gotta keep going. And you hit another wall. And he says, You gotta keep going. And I hit another wall, and you gotta keep going. He came for the people's walk. He walked like us. He talked like us. He walked through these things with us. You say, Oh Ryan, listen, I'm going through this. He's been through it too. Then there's the people's bed. I'll be I'll be as quick as I can. I got a toucan pillow. Y'all see my toucan pillow? I got a toucan pillow. And that's a long story for another day. But I'll sleep on this at night. I love this pillow. But you know what Jesus said? He said, you want to follow me? He said, let me make sure you understand that to really follow me, I don't even have a pillow to lay my head here was jesus caring for us like he did walking with us working with us talking with us healing us all those things he said but if you want to follow me oh well jesus he had the best of everything he got to come in everybody invited him to his house he said no friend if you want to follow me like i need to be le- like i need to be followed you're not i'm not going to have a pillow you're not going to have a pillow sometimes sometimes you're going to have a floor sometimes you're going to have rock oh listen if the temperature can't be just right in the church i'm not going he says, if you want to follow me, you may not even have a pillow. You might not even have a pillow. You gotta just decide. I'm gonna follow you no matter what. He says, I'm walking with you. You said, of all places, oh listen, I just want to use that, I just want to use that Bible as a pillow sometimes. Just lay my head on it. What about the people suffering? What about the people suffering? You say, Well, Ryan, I'm going through this and this. He was treated like a criminal. He didn't do anything wrong. He walked he walked through this land. He did everything that he could to do right. He never sinned. He never did any of that. A man of sorrow and loneliness, he was abandoned at the cross. All of these things, folks, listen to me. Suffering, nothing good. You hear me say it all the time. Nothing good's gonna come to your life without a little bit of suffering. Nothing's coming to your life that is good without a little bit of suffering and a little bit of pain. Listen, I'd love to have a, a, a good set of abs, I got one ab. I got one. I got got one. Some people have a six-pack. I got a keg, amen? That's what I got. But folks, nothing you're trying to get to in life not position and fame and glory and all those things, but, but not not to, you know. I want financial security. I want this or I want spiritual uh, uh, peace. I want all these things. All of it's going to take war. All of it's going to take war. That's what I'm telling you about this. Jesus, He came here to wage war on sin and to help you. Oh, the people suffering in the middle of all this. What did Isaiah say? It said it over and over again. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He came to take your sin. It's not about you. It's about him. He came to take it. And listen to me, listen to me. What does that last verse say about his suffering? His suffering wasn't just being beaten. His suffering just wasn't being torn. His suffering just wasn't being mocked. His suffering wasn't just having his, 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 his beard plucked. It wasn't It wasn't a, listen, his suffering was finally for the first time in existence, he didn't feel his own presence. And it said the Father was pleased. Everybody got, got up there crying and weeping because his son's dying. What Isaiah says is he was pleased why because finally sin had been defeated but what about the people's death what about the people's death here's god he's been he's been left by the spirit his own spirit he, my god my god why have you forsaken me Crying out, nobody there, one disciple, three Marys, he's there, all of his other disciples have abandoned him, he's about to die, he dies, oh listen to me folks, here's what happens, he, it, listen, a criminal's death, nobody that was a king would die on a cross. Nobody that was a Roman authority would die on the cross. Nobody that had some money would die on a cross. Nobody that could buy their way out would die on a cross. This way, listen, they put him in the worst possible situation to die like a thief, to die up there just on that cross with nobody there around him but the people who are mocking him. They're down and they're casting lots. They're casting lots. Oh, this Jesus was pretty famous by now. If we can just get this, we can put his clothes on eBay. We can put his clothes on auction and we get money for it. They cast lots. Lots for his for his robe. A seamless robe. He died. And listen to me. Oh, it's just like the story. It's just like the story. If you think clearly, It's just like the boxing story. They're boxing. They're fighting. They're doing all they can. They're doing all they can. Suddenly, Rocky has this situation. He's getting beat. He's getting that devil beat out of him. I mean, he is getting beat, and he's almost to the ground. Sometimes he gets against the ropes. How many of you have been against the ropes? He gets against the ropes, and he can't hardly do anything with it. And he realizes, I don't know. I don't know if I can make it. But then, oh, my goodness, he looks out to the crowd, and he sees his bride. He said, Adrian! Folks, you're getting beat in this world. You're getting beat down. You don't know where to turn. And suddenly I look out of the crowd, and my biggest fan is Jesus. He says, I'll take the fight for you. You ain't got to fight anymore. All of a sudden, I'm taking off the gloves. And Jesus is putting on the gloves, praise God. And here's what happens. It was the people's death. But let me tell you about the people's champion, praise God. Let me tell you about him. You can be right with God. You can have all this. And look, I'm going to tell you on day one. I'm about to have, t- I'm about to have church. I'm on day one. On day one, Jesus was there, and he was getting beat up. He had gotten beat up. He was dead. They carried him to it. He was on the the mat. He was on the mat, folks. And I'm going to tell you, he had been knocked down. He had been knocked down. And he was laying there, and everybody thought it was over. The disciples said, it's all over. Cash in your chips. If you bet, give you bet for Jesus, you lost your money. He's there on the mat. He can't hardly get up, but I'm telling you what he did. He, on the second day, they're still wondering, and the referee, oh, the referee's over him. And the devil took the partner's referee, and he's counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. But on the third day, you start seeing life, and he comes up out of that grave. Oh, praise God. Let me tell you something, folks. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you As our musicians come, let me tell you something, folks. Listen to me carefully. Listen to me carefully. You're in a fight for your life, something you need to bring to Jesus at this altar right now. But guess what? You don't have to fight it. He says, I'll fight it. He says, I'll fight it. I came for that very reason. I defeated death. I defeated sin. I defeated all that. But I'm going to tell you right now, folks, we need to come here, and we need to take that battle to the altar and pray for our loved ones. Say, Ryan, I'm battling with, I I don't know what God wants with my life. Same kind of battle. You come find out. Oh, I need somebody saved in my life. You come to the altar and you bring it to Jesus Christ. He's ready to fight for you now. What a wonderful and inspiring word we've just heard. It is our prayer that our Lord has richly blessed you through this message. Please join us next time for another message from our pastor. Until then, may you find hope and peace through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior.